0: Good morning, everyone. This is the Creativity Cocktail. We are doing something so special today, really amazingly special. Today, we've got Cornelius Jefferson, the phenomenal writer, author. He has taken over Atlanta in so many ways. He is going to be conducting our first ever discussion and class on being the good actor. So welcome, Cornelius. Welcome, 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 welcome.
1: Hello, everybody. Good morning. And uh, Winston, thank you for uh, this opportunity and having me here today. Um, So just so that uh, because I'm not I don't know everyone that's on here. So if we can go around, I want us to say four things. I want everyone to tell us your name, tell us where you're from, how long you've been acting, and what made you get into it. So we can whoever just wants to go first, hit it. (laughs)
2: Uh, yeah, I'll go first. All right. Um, my name is uh, Caesar Wilson. I've lived in the metro Atlanta area my entire life. I've been acting sporadically since about eight years old, but a few years ago I started in a play called Super Loser, so I've been just kind of in and out, taking some classes. Uh, but the reason I keep coming back to acting, I think, is just like that creativity aspect and really just being able to take a character and then really Make it your own and like try to connect things that you may know in your real world and put it into that into that character. I think that's really a great thing about uh, acting, and so I just want to keep expanding on that and just keep getting better.
3: Awesome. Um, I go. I am Karana Hosey. Um, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. I have been in Atlanta for seven years now. Um, I have. How long I've been acting? Um, My parents had a production company when I was a kid, and I started doing uh, comedy sketches when I was about four. Um, So I've been acting pretty much all my life, on and off, like uh, Caesar says, sporadically, all my life. And um, I'm into it now. I love the behind the scenes. I've done some um, production on pilots, and um, I do a lot of um, theater projects. Um, and, but I found that I love being in character. I just love, you know, telling different stories, um, bringing my life experiences to different characters. I just love it.
1: Awesome. So that, that's, uh, you said Karana? Yes. I'm pronouncing it right?
3: Yes. Thank that, you. <laughs> Karana, awesome! Not the virus. <laughs> hey,
1: this is your year, your season. Woo. Thank you.
0: On um, top of all of that, that Karana does, Cornelia, she is a amazing realtor. She's just inspirational. She goes into prisons and talks to people yeah. that oh. are dealing in the prison world. So she's just very inspirational.
3: Thank you, Winston.
1: Thank you. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank that's amazing. You. So I see um, Malachi just joined. So Malachi, um, everyone is going around. We're telling our name, where we're from, how long we've been acting, and what made you want to get into acting?
4: Hello, my name is Malachi Holmes, and I am from Georgia, from Decatur, Georgia. Um, and I've been acting for, I believe, a year now. Um, And what made me want to get into acting is mainly because I I like the environment and I like to, I like to, I just like the feeling of it. It makes me feel like this is something that I can do because I already do like a lot of, I do a lot of things. And so it just like helps me to basically express myself in a different way. And so it allows me to open up and be more open to people and be more open to a crowd and, you know, give a perspective on you know, things. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I'll tell you, um, of course, you guys know my name is Cornelius Jefferson. I am also from Atlanta, Georgia. I was born and raised here. I am a Grady baby. (laughs) (laughs) Originated, one of the originals from here. Um, I have been acting for 16 years now. And um, I, I... the, the way I got into acting was um, it was by chance. It actually started when I was 16 years old and I was um, in school. We had, they had just started the drama production at our school. They were per, uh, performing a play and they were getting ready for a competition production. And a day before the performance, um, the director fired one of the actors and he said, um, I, I need someone who's really, really smart, who can learn these lines overnight. Um, Do you guys have any suggestions? And so my name came up and another person's name came up. So he approached us about learning the lines Uh, to do the production. So I went home and it just was like this natural instinct that just kicked in with just, you know, trying to bring this character to life. And my mother was helping me to get these lines down. And so we showed up, I showed up to school the next day for the audition. The other gentleman went first and he knew all of the lines. He had everything down. His acting, you know, it wasn't it, it was, it was just, he just knew the lines. We'll just say that. And so I went next and when I was finished, everyone was just kind of like sitting there shocked. And the director, he just started clapping. And he was like, that was really amazing. How come you aren't a part of the, the drama club? And I was like, oh, I, I never thought about it. And uh, so uh, I got the part, we did the show that day. And the, I remember that, that feeling of being on stage for the first time. And when I was le- when we were leaving, I said to myself, What I felt today, I wanna feel that for the rest of my life. And so from there, I decided to pursue acting. Um, I told my mother I wanted to do it. We started um, going on auditions outside of school and I was booking things and I attended the University of Miami, studied theater down there and have been acting since. So that's my story and how I got here. Um, So I wanna thank you guys for joining. And for anyone who may be viewing this in the future, thank you for watching this. Uh, So today uh, we are going to be talking about the good actor. And Winston, you can uh, put that slide up now um, if it is available. We will be talking about the good actor serving the script. The good actor serving the script. Um, So while um, we're waiting for Winston to put that slide up, I want to ask you all a question. Uh, So the question I want to ask is what to you, what do you consider an actor? What is an actor to you? Do we just answer? Yeah, anyone go go for it.
3: Um, To me, an actor is an interpreter, a translator of a story. Um, Yeah, that's about it. Translator of a story
1: interpreter a translator of a story caesar what is an actor to you um i think that's a good
2: way of putting it um i would say probably um i guess sort of like a yeah the thought of one um probably uh, some person putting that sort of um vision they have for a certain character into the story And i think a, a good actor is someone who can take someone else's vision and see it through their light and also translate it to other people.
1: Okay. See through Malachi.
2: Light. Yeah.
1: Ooh.
4: A good actor to me is somebody who can, somebody, okay. So somebody who can like, take a character um, and like act Act out how a character is supposed to be, but also somebody who can make it their own. So, you know how how somebody is supposed to be like angry or irritated. You can act that out how it's supposed to, but you can also make it your own in a way. So that's what I make. That's what I think a good um. That's what I think a good actor is. I I don't know the exact word for it, but you know,
1: yeah. And, and Caesar and Malachi kind of answered the next question already because uh, Caesar answered what is an actor, and then he also answered what is a good actor, and Malachi answered what is a good actor, which was gonna be my next question. So I want to give you guys what I consider a good actor to be. Um, so it's just a, this is my own little definition, you can write it down if you like, but uh, a good actor is one who is believable and tells the best possible story while serving the script. So I'm gonna say that again. A good, a good actor is one who is believable. So able to translate that story, you believe their emotions, you believe that this is who they are. So a good actor is one who is believable and tells the best possible story while serving the script. So this right here is what sets you apart. It, that will make you different from every other actor who shows up to the audition. Because you're not just being believable, you're being believable while telling the best possible story while also serving the script that is before you. And um, good acting is more than just showing emotions. It's more than just being believable. Good acting requires you to tell the best story. So um, I'll give you the best, uh, a perfect example of that. So when we think about commercials and we think about shampoo commercials, for example, um, if w- when you're washing your hair, it's a very monotone um, uh, uh, behavior, right? We all just, we all do it. We all notice that it's not like a, a joy that's put into it. So if you go into a, a shampoo commercial audition and you're just focusing on being believable, Do you think that you're going to get the part? Like I'm going to, I'm going to show them exactly how I wash my hair at home. And I know Mm -hmm. they're going to be like, yep, that's what people do when they wash their hair. I'm going to hire them. No, it's not about just being believable. It's about also telling the best possible story. So a person who goes into an audition and, and they, and they're thinking, okay, I'm going to create a story to this shampoo commercial. So You know, I'm unhappy with my hair. I'm going into the shower really upset because my hair is so limp. But then as soon as I put this shampoo onto my head, my whole demeanor changes and it smells amazing. And and now I'm just having this amazing experience with this shampoo. And so that person, they they are being believable, but they're also telling the best possible story uh, that they can. And so I want us to make sure that we keep that in mind when we're talking about being a good actor. And and as I'm teaching, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, I want you guys to, you know, you can just blurt them out. You say, "Hey, I have a question," or, or you know, chime in if you if you want to say anything. I don't want this to be like a a college lecture. I want us Mm -hmm. to experience this together. All right, that's
0: awesome. That makes me think that, like, wow, I need to go and shampoo my hair. But the challenge is, is I ain't got no hair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> fantastic. So, um, so we'll keep going. I, I, I I'm, I'm assuming that we're having a few issues with the slides, but we'll we'll keep going without them. Um, I so, see it
0: right here, Cornelius. You see it? Hold on a second. No, I. I you don't. see it no, I see Yeah.
1: It. I see yeah. It. So let's go to the next slide. So I'm going to give you guys five things um, that. Uh, to me, will help you to be a good actor. So the first thing is find conflict. Um, Do not just rely, like I said, you don't want to just rely on showing emotions alone. Um, You don't want to just go in there like, oh, I'm going to be sad and I'm going to show them that I can cry. I'm going to show them that, you know, I can be really, really angry and I'm going to yell and show them that I can be mad. Um, when I'm reading this script. That, that's not what a good actor is. You want to be able to look at that script and find the conflict within it. What is the obstacle that your character needs to overcome? overcome? Um, so I don't want you guys to, to um, be naive um, to believe that a play or a film or a commercial will take care of creating that story for you. Um, because sometimes we think, oh, I, I, obviously I can just read the script and figure out what my character's obstacle is. Sometimes you have to put more work into that, to, because sometimes there's an unwritten obstacle that your character is, is going through. Is it that your character needs to overcome uh, past hurts and, and be healed from something? Is it that your character is trying to establish a, a relationship with someone that they're having conflict with? Are they trying to escape death? Are they trying to kill someone? What What is the obstacle that your character needs to overcome? And another reason why you don't want to assume that the script will will give you that is sometimes like you don't have a script. Sometimes everything is improv. Like the example I gave of the shampoo commercial, they're not going to give you a script because there are no lines. They're just going to tell you, you know, we, we want you to go in here and and um, sh- shampoo your hair and give us the best the best shampoo commercial you can give us. And you have to create that conflict yourself. What is it that my character needs to overcome? Um and and when you when you're able to find that conflict, that starts to give your um your performance depth and starts to give your performance some color and it helps you to stand apart from the person that's just trying to be believable. Any thoughts on that? <laughs>
0: Hey, Cornelius, can I add something to that? Just from a a writer's perspective, when I am writing a scene with actors, and there's obviously actors in every scene that I write, I am always writing to understand how does each one of those characters win the scene. So your point about finding conflict makes sense. And sometimes, depending on how you write the story, it can be very direct. Like, I want to win the scene. Or it can be very subtle in regards to how. But I always try to write a story that allows an actor to understand how to find that conflict and how do they win each one of their scenes. Because that's kind of how we live life. We just want to win a- our conversations. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. so the, whenever you receive a script, whenever you have an audition, whenever you know you're reading something, the first question you always want to ask yourself is, what is the obstacle that my character needs to overcome? Alright, let's go to the next one. So the second point that um, I want to give you is to discover your objectives. So, um, you, if you haven't taken acting classes before, we'll go over these, this in detail. So our objectives are, there are the things that your character needs. So what does my character need in this situation? So the first thing is, what does my character, what obstacle am I trying to overcome? The second thing you need to ask yourself is, what does my character need? What What is my character thriving for? What, what are they trying to seek? So once you find that co- conflict, that conflict must be translated into an objective that the actor can play. And so um, in the middle here, I gave six basic objectives. So these are just like bare minimum um, objectives that each um, character will need. Um, so can you guys see that? Yeah. Um, can, you, can you read that for me? Those six basic objectives?
3: To give information, to get information, to make someone do something, to keep someone from doing something, to make someone feel good, to make someone feel bad.
1: And so those are just really basic objectives and you wanna build upon those but these are just six basic things. Uh, when you, if you never had to, you know, create an objective or figure out what your character's objective is, that's a baseline to help you build upon that. So everything that an actor does when you are um, performing, um, it has to support what your objective is. So if you're, if you're saying, okay, my objective is to give information then everything that you do has to support that. You, you can't play the character like, well, oh, I'm gonna be quiet or I'm gonna be mysterious. I'm gonna be mute because then that that goes against what your objective is. And um, when, you're, when you're setting objectives, you want to set the needs of your characters and that's also called stakes, the needs of your character. You want to stay, set those stakes as high as possible um, this, this will make for a better or a clearer performance. And so, um, instead of like the first basic objective is to give information. So when, and when I say creating the stakes high, instead of us saying to give information, I would say, well, my objective is to cause the listener to see and experience the, the event as I saw it. And so what that does is that helps you to make your performance more colorful than just saying, okay, I'm gonna give information. No, my objective is to cause the listener to see and experience the event as I saw it. So then that puts a different fire behind what you bring in the performance. And so with that, um, I want you guys to um, pick one of the, uh, go back to slide two for me, uh, discovery objectives. Pick one of the basic objectives, other than the one I just did, and I want you to give me a higher stake version of what that objective will be. So uh, Caesar will start with you, and you can just pick one of the one of the ones, and then give me an example of what a higher stake objective would be on top of that basic objective.
2: Um, well, I think the one right after um to to get information, I think that's also the, like to retrieve uh, something the way you would. So yeah, if a certain character gives me a really important piece of information, I want that to be able to be reflected in how the audience, how I feel, I, the audience should feel that same way, whether it's, uh, whether it's devastation or uh, some something that's joyful. I think that's uh, really important.
1: So, so your objective would be to retri- to retrieve information. Is that what you're saying? To retrieve, to, it, to
2: retrieve it, retrieve information in a way that translates to the audience. Yeah. Okay.
1: The audience should feel the same way
4: I should feel. All right. I get that. All right, Malachi, you wanna go? Um, I think what I'm gonna do. So so for the one okay, I all right, I'll choose um to make someone feel good. So basically what I can do, what we can do, but like, the objective, objectified version of that would be is to give off your, give off your performance or what you're acting off in a way that'll make people like feel happy or, you know, let people like enjoy it.
1: So, so. So, so to put that, you would say to bring joy. Yes. Okay. To bring joy that, that, that would, um, uh, would be your objective there. All right. Miss lady miss mm.
3: <laughs> um i was um kind of thinking about i did the when i was thinking of to make someone do something to make somebody fall in love with a character um I'm not really sure how to articulate it, but that's what I'm. I'm kind of (sighs) getting. That's
1: a good example to make someone fall in love. That's a good example. What you just said. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) instead of overthinking it. (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah, no. You got it. So instead of to make someone feel something, to make someone fall in love, and so. And so when so then when you go into that scene everything that you're doing the way that you're saying those lines are to make this person fall in love and so it changes the way that and, and it puts a focus on what you're doing and then to the audience watching it we should clearly be able to see your objective because we know based off she how she's performing her body language her, what she's how she's saying her lines the way she's emoting i know she's trying to get this person to fall in love with her and so that that that's what an objective does it puts a focus on it and it makes your performance very very clear so that the audience knows exactly what you're doing exactly what you need exactly what your character is seeking um any questions about that
0: i would just that, say that yeah, I would just say that this is fantastic. I just think about this. I, I guess I am keep thinking about it from a writer's perspective. And when I'm writing a story, I am always trying to figure out what tactics an actor could use in the actual scene that I'm writing. So I think about it like a little kid, right? Like if you have like a little toddler, toddlers are like the best actors in the world. Because they have so many tactics. If you tell a kid they can't get something and they start crying, they'd be like, ah, I need my thing. But if that don't work and you say, well, I don't know, they'll just change their tactics. They just exactly. be like, well, mom, can I have my thing? <laughs> they'll, just, they'll do whatever it takes to get it. They do not stop until they get whatever they want. So they're very good at tactics.
1: They really are. That, that is a perfect example uh of little kids when they they know what their obstacle is they they figure out what their objective is what do i need and then they say okay well how do i need to go about getting what i want so perfect example (laughs) all right so our next um the next point is um point three is building the story Building the story. So um, these are three things that I'm go- I want to give you. And Winston actually mentioned one of them that help you to build that story. Um, so the first one are your super objectives. So a character story or journey will consist of a series of objectives. So you'll you'll have a, a lot of objectives throughout the production, throughout the script, throughout the play, whatever you're doing. There are gonna be a lot of objectives that you're gonna have. And um, they're going to be large and small that are completed and or abandoned during the duration of the production while the character pursues their overall goal. So your overall goal is your super objective. So that is the one thing that your character needs most. So when you're going over that script, you need to figure out what is the one thing that I need most. And then and then underneath that, you're going to have smaller. Uh, objectives that will help you to achieve your larger objective. And and that's important to know because your objectives, they change as the play goes about. When your character learns new information, when your character learns something different, when something is revealed um, to your character that they didn't know before, your objective should change and your objective should shift. It shouldn't be one objective that you're using throughout the entire production. But you have to know what is my super objective and then you have smaller objectives that support you um, towards getting that super objective. Um, So the next thing um, that will help you in building that story is what Winston was talking about, all those tactics. So in order to obtain the super objective, a character must achieve smaller or single objectives that result from the conflicts they face. Um, These smaller objectives are used to to achieve the larger ones, and those are what Winston was calling tactics. And so, um, you know, some you have your super objective, and then you have those smaller objectives or those tactics that you use to help you achieve that super objective. And then the last thing I want you, that you need to know when it comes to building a story are beats. Uh, so this is the section of the script where a tactic is played, um, and that is called a beat. Uh, is a transition that precedes the new objective that a character will pursue. A transitional moment is reached when a character's objective is won, lost, or abandoned due, so, due to some change in circumstances in the story. And that is where you're going to have a beat. And so when a beat happens, that means you need to have an objective. When, it, when new information is introduced, a beat happens. When a new character comes into a scene, a beat happens and so you have to um, be able to denote in that script where those beats are so that you can know when to, where you have to set those objectives, where you have to set those tactics so that you can make that story clear. Because when you're not clear about your objectives, your tactics and your beats, it comes across in your performance. Um, And Winston, show me, let's go to that next script, that next slide. Um, I have a script here uh, as an example, where somebody has actually marked out their beats and they they have their tactics or their objectives that they're gonna use. So you see where where it says lane goes out. And so they have a beat there because their tactics are now shifting because a character um, is is leaving out of the scene. And so now their tactic there, they, they put is to gloat. And then we have the character re-entering. And so now they denote another beat and their tactic shifts again until, and they keep that same tactic, which is to toy with, until they, they get over to this other side where we see they have another beat where it says to drive home. And so this person is very clear about what their character needs. They're clear about what their character's super objective is. And then they have their tactics or their smaller objectives that are helping them achieve that. And then they've also marked out those beats um, through those lines um, so that they so that they can bring color to their performance. And this um, is how a script should look um, when you are going through your script. You gotta mark those things out so that you're making it clear. Do I have any, any questions about this piece of, of building the story? Um, is it clear what I'm saying? You guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. yeah. Yes. I, okay, I think it's
2: just a, like an interesting thing about like um just like how you know, like in real life you have to sort of adapt to like who you're talking to or you know, those sort of things. And I think it's a very similar thing, which I think is pretty cool and acting. Like when I mean, it's pretty much how you would yeah, talk to a certain person, like you know, sometimes you gotta, you know, finagle your way into certain things, or talk a certain way to certain people. I think that's the similar thing. Like you feel like to gloat, and then after, like you know, this this move shift. I think that's a very interesting
1: thing. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, I'm I'm glad that it's making sense. So please tell me if I'm not, because I I want to be. Clear as water, not clear as mud. So make sure you let me know. If you're like, you know what, I'm a little confused. If you need me to expound, perfectly fine. Uh, So let's go to the next point, uh, since we all are good on that. So the next point is listening. And this is very, very, very important. Because I have seen um, this a lot over my career, where when you put actors in an improv scene, they listen very well. Um, they are watching the other person because there's no script so they're relying on that other person to build this story and so their listening skills are really 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 good but as soon as you give them a script then they're they're no longer listening to the other person it's just about whatever they rehearse whatever how however they rehearse their lines however they rehearse their performance is all they're focusing on and they're not even paying attention to the other person that's in the scene with them. And so as actors, we have to understand that listening is very, very important. And it's just as important when a script is in front of you as when you're doing improv. Um, Listening requires you to listen with your senses as well as your ears. So you have to watch the other person. You have to listen to their the inflections in their voice, how they're saying the lines, how they're giving you the performance because that dictates what you then do. Because sometimes we can have a clear tactic, what we're going to do, but then we get into the scene with the other person because we have to remember that other person also has created tactics too. And so when when they're giving you something that is opposite of what you thought, sometimes you have to adjust what you're doing so that that performance makes sense. So don't just uh, perform, you know, rather live in the moment to moment. Don't just get up there and do whatever you rehearse and say the lines, how you did it in front of the mirror, but live in the moment. Listen to the people that are around you. How are they performing? How are they reacting to what you're doing? Um, Listen and react to everything that is happening around you. Um, You need to be constantly um, looking for clues, that will help you to stay focused on the scene and other actors. You need to react to new discoveries and new information. Um, deliver your lines as a reaction to the one that precedes yours. This is what's going to make your performance honest and believable. So, you know, if, for example, if, you know, if the line was, you know, I, I, I really like you and and you, and you had in your mind, okay, well, the, my line after that is, well, well, I, I like you too, you know? And then you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna say, well, I like you too. But then the person's like, I, I really like you. Then you have to shift how you were gonna say your line based off of how they said their line. You can't just be like, well, I'm still gonna say my line the way I rehearsed it. Cause that's not gonna work, people. It is not gonna work. You have to listen and you have to react. And w- and when you don't, it it, it it will make you look as if you're a bad actor, even if you're a good one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Any, any questions or comments about listening?
0: Listening, that's beautiful.
1: All right. So the last thing I want to give you guys, uh, our fifth point is justification. Um, so let's let's review for a second. So we have finding the conflict, discover your objectives, building your story. Listening, and the last thing is justification. So, as an actor, it is your job to use the dialogue in such a way that everything will make sense for the audience. That's your job. You know, I I see many times where actors want to change the script, they want to change the dialogue, they want to change what the writer put there because it because they feel like it doesn't make sense as an actor it's our job to make that make sense whatever that writer put down we have to figure out a way that this will make sense for our audience so um for example um if your character if you're reading a script and you see uh, words like ain't you see words like shoddy you see words like gone what does that tell you about your character
3: They hood.
1: They hood. So you're not going to go in there and be like, shawty, this ain't going to happen. You're not going to say it like that. Because that doesn't make sense for your audience. You haven't justified those lines. You're going to go in there like, shawty, this ain't going to happen. Like, like, this ain't gonna work, y'all. You have to, there's gonna be a different way that you bring about it. Or, you know, for example, even um, in one of Winston's plays, Super Loser, there's a character. I'm gonna read you some of the lines and then I want you to tell me how to justify this character. So the line says, Well, isn't it the creator of the derivative, bombastic turd of a hero, Vanguard? Where is your famous bottle of whiskey, Jackson? So what, just reading that one line, what does that tell you about that character?
3: Sounds real sarcastic. Yeah, very pompous. I
1: heard someone else say
2: something. I thought I said a very pompous. uh, Pompous.
1: Also, they're using words like derivative, bombastic. So this tells you that this person may be educated. So there's there's a way to justify the lines through your performance. And as an actor, that's what we have to do. Cool? Any questions about those five things that we just talked about? All right, so um, Winston sent out scripts to you guys. And so what I want us to do now, I want to. I want to. I'm going to assign some roles, and then I want you to take these five things and apply it to the to the script, and then you're going to perform it with a scene partner, and then um, and then we're going to give feedback. And I want you to be able to see and you figure out what the person's objective was. If you can figure out what tactics they were using. So I want you to pay attention to each person what they're doing, so that um, we can we can see if what they were giving us if if it was clear to us or not. So, um,
3: when when did we get the script? Because I don't I'm looking I don't see it. Uh, I, th- I thought we sent them last night.
0: I did, but I don't know, Karana, if you Amen. might have missed them. Hang on a second, because I sent them to everyone who. Who had it? So these
1: are. Do you have yours?
0: Yeah. Hang on, Karana. Let me see what happened with that.
1: Winston, are you able to verify that you sent her those scripts?
0: Yeah, Karana. Let me take a look and see what happened with. Oh, that. I got it. I, I got,
1: got it. it. I just okay, had. Okay, great. To go back. To- I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So, um, Spectacles let's have. <laughs> So, Karana, we're going to have you play Mom, and you're going to do the um, Jet Black script, and you're going to play Mom, Act One, Scene Six. And uh, I just want you to do the first five pages, and let's see who's going to play Veil. Vale. We'll have uh, Malachi. You can do Vale, Karana, you'll, you'll do Mom. So, you guys can start and I'll uh, take a moment and go through those scripts. You do, you do the first five pages and you know read over it, figure out what is your character's objective, uh, figure out the tactics that you want to use and um, just, justify build that story. So, I am so Caesar, excited about
0: this. This is going to be great. These are you and I
1: will do this scene together. Um, you'll play Max. Okay? Oh, okay. Winston, if you could read veil vale for me, and then I'll be cal Khalid. And we'll hang on do, a second. Let me
0: find hang on a second. If you
1: could turn to page six, Caesar, on the um yeah. Jack Black script. And and by the way, Jack Black's was written by Winston. This is his script. So we're we're doing his play. So shout out to Winston. Um so Caesar. We'll do six through ten, pages six through ten, and you'll be Max. I'm Khaled and Winston. If you could um read veil for us.
0: Hang on a second, guys. I'm gonna I'm navigating here, so I'm gonna find the scripts real quick. I sent them so I know they're here, so hang on.
1: So everyone take a moment. I'll give you guys a few minutes to read over that, um, to figure it out, and then we'll start. You
3: say I'm in which play?
1: you're doing jet blacks um act one scene six and you're playing mom got it okay all right
3: and, doing, and
1: you and, you and Malachi are doing that scene and you guys are gonna do pages one through five
0: so I'm doing super loser and who am I doing in super loser on this one
1: no no we're in jet blacks we're in jet we're um. all doing jet blacks. And we're doing, um, you're going to play Veil in in our scene and we're starting at page six, six through 10. 10. And so once you guys have read over it, you've figured out your objectives and your tactics that you want to use, let me know that you're ready and then we'll begin.
0: So that I'm at the top where yay, you can't DJ, right?
1: No, no, no. Starting at pay six. Pay six.
0: Where does that start on your thing? Because I'm looking at my iPad.
1: Um, do you have the numbers at on them? Is it's when Max enters. We're starting okay. from when Max enters. Oh, we're starting from okay.
0: All right. Look at this, right? When Max enters. Got yes. it. Yes. And right.
1: sees playing Max
2: all right they're starting
1: it are you ready yeah yeah okay uh let's give uh corona Kar- and malachi some time
0: so which one are we doing first are we doing the we're doing uh first with corona and malachi
1: um since caesar's ready first we'll do that one first but we'll, we're going to give them time okay. to, to go over that so that they're able it. to pay attention
0: Got it. Okay. So who am I again? I'm Vel, right? Yes. All right. So who's Max again? Are you Max? Caesar. Oh, Caesar. All right. So scene. No,
1: we're waiting. Oh, wait a minute. I'm a,
0: What are we, gotta, we waiting for? We got to
1: give Malachi and Corona some time.
0: Oh, so which one? I thought we were doing um, Max and Khalid and Vel, right? Quick.
1: Yes, we While are. We it. are. Uh, we, I want them to, because I want them to watch the performance and be gotcha. able to say what Caesar's uh, objective is and and be able to point out the tactics that he's using. And so I I don't want them still trying to figure out their own that they can't.
0: Oh yeah. Them. That makes sense. This is great, guys. Don't you feel jazz? This is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Karan, are you ready?
3: I'm, I'm getting there. Mom,
0: mama got some it. issues, <laughs> I see. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Malachi, you got it? Um, I'll get into it. <laughs> By the way, while they're getting ready, Cornelius, fantastic job. This is so much fun. This has been great. Hope you guys are learning as much as I have. Um, This is great, great, great. And by the way, if you don't know this, we are streaming our entire conversation on YouTube. Oh, wow. pressure (laughs) no pressure so uh, so while we've been talking i've been navigating youtube to see if it's been showing up and it has been so that's that's pretty awesome Uh, that's that's pretty cool and i'm excited cornelius it has been a while since i've unleashed my acting chops from a decade ago (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, let's put some oil on that rust and let's get it going
0: <laughs> rust is that's that's a good way to describe it <laughs> that's right
1: all right so we're, we're gonna um, give, give you guys about five more minutes and then we'll get started all
0: right so this is great by the way guys um if you don't have cornelius's deck like karana you may not have it um if you're okay cornelius we can send it over you know in, in a pdf your deck so she can have it if you want if you're okay with that
1: the uh the, the uh power the slides
0: Yeah, the powerpoint
1: oh yeah absolutely
3: yeah. awesome thank you
0: same thing with Caesar and Malachi. You guys want I'll save it as a PDF. That way it's kind of copywritten for you, Cornelius, so you you know that kind of thing. Yeah, I like that.
1: Thank
0: you. Uh, I'm ready.
1: All right. So um since Caesar is ready, uh, we'll we'll do our scene first, and then I want you guys to uh watch Caesar. And um, and then when we're finished with the performance, we'll discuss and try to figure out what you feel his objectives are, what you feel, what tactics he's using. And then we'll have Caesar tell us what he was doing after you guys speak. So um, can can they turn their their cameras off? Yeah, they can. Yeah. So you guys turn your cameras off just so it's Mm -hmm. just the three of us showing. And then when it's their time to perform, we'll do the same thing. All right. <clears throat> Whenever you're ready, Caesar. All right.
2: Look at this, Mister and Mrs. Washout.
1: Look at this. Curious George comes to Manhattan
0: or is it max i have fallen and i can't get up bonds
1: or or is it max my my daddy in the crowd but he can be one of them thousands barnes <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you funny Jones. you wasn't saying that last night when i tapped your girl
1: uh boy you heard me
2: is that
0: written on your hand
1: H- have you seen my girl my ex, anyway, she's almost six feet and 150 pounds of muscle. If there was any tapping going on last night, it was in the reverse, partner.
0: She's not that tall, and um, she's uh, shaped right. You know what I mean.
2: You know this is a grown man's world. High school don't work here. You can't take my hat back once by in this world. These streets
1: are real. I don't think you know me pretty boy. I know what I remember. Broke down, free lunches, bullying little and fat kids, fake Muslim acting, smoking weed, stealing jackets, iPhones and Jordans. Evicted furniture on Pennywood Avenue. Crack vows on the front steps. All brothers locked up all the time. Did I forget anything? You missed me running things. You missed my lookouts the police
2: the blocks from 5 0 then do they don't want nothing to do with Lincoln. That's
1: who you're talking to. No, I'm talking to other wannabes. Wait, I, I, I don't see nobody else here. I see, I see cool people over there. My man Vale here, a real law graduate from NYU, and even the mirror shows me with a draft coming up. Yeah, I'm talking to you.
2: Like I said, you don't
1: know me. Nah. Let, let, let go of me, man. I, I, I'm going
2: to finally... Finally what? Remember junior year? Your head? Remember the locker? Your gut remembers my 4 ring. What you need to remember is NFL teams don't draft washouts from Lincoln that only have one leg.
1: One leg with one brain is better than two legs with nothing in between the ears. Plus, my one leg could outrun Max the crackhead any day.
2: You should thank me, one leg.
1: If it weren't for me, you would never gotten the game. It was going to happen. You run like a lost ostrich.
0: Maybe we should go. You know, go in.
1: No, no. This, this this is our night veil. Vale. They they ain't gonna let the homeless in the club anyway. Plus, Jack the owner always hooks us up. Keep pushing me, Jones. I can take
2: you and love it down again. Just like I'm Babylon turnpike.
1: Man, go back to Lincoln. Hang out with your dogs, drinking 40s and smoking some blunts, some splits. Go back to dreaming about doing something. Catch, catch some more of that corona. We both standing here today. Life is moving, you damn Neanderthal. Who jacket you wearing anyway? My name is Mac from New York. See, you don't even know what I'm saying, man. So what's up, son? Man, follow your brothers down the chain gang upstate.
0: Khalid, not worth it.
1: No, you you remember how he terrorized us, man?
0: Come on, K. The draft
1: still a terror. push Bushwick, all over. You, you know, see you in five years, rock star.
2: You know my nickname, pretty boy,
1: rock star.
2: Selling all over.
0: They're letting people in. Come on.
2: See you later,
1: Tombstone. Yeah, of course. Two syllables. Tombstone.
0: The the line is moving.
2: One leg washout. That sounds good for what
1: they write on a tombstone.
0: End of scene.
1: All right, give Caesar a hand, everybody. Y'all can turn those cameras back on and unmute your mics for me. So what do you feel watching the performance what do you feel Caesar's objective was that he was playing
3: Um he was like asserting I don't know if authority is the right word, but like kind of flexing on on people. He was his objective was like to one up the other guy.
1: Okay. Malachi, what do you think? Oh,
4: uh I can't really put it any different. Like he was trying to be ahead of everybody. He was trying to, you know, be a step above. Somebody says they have something, he like, oh, this, I have
2: this or I have better. So, yeah.
1: Okay. So, Caesar, what
2: objective were you playing? Yeah. My, my objective in that scene was to let everyone uh, sort of know that Max uh, is coming from this sort of place of jealousy, a little bit of bitterness because of how his uh, life turned out. And so, he's trying to justify him being like a drug dealer in sort of a way of, like, I'm in the real streets, you know, I'm doing, you know, still in the community sort of thing as a way to sort of, you know, justify his, uh, his, his sort of downward spiral in life as a way of, oh, I'm, I'm on the comb. I'm, you know, I'm making this money, but in a way he's still sort of better towards, uh, towards Bell. Cause he's having the NFL like that, that Max in a way kind of wanted.
1: Okay. So I, so then that, that, um, exactly what they said is was clear to them because you're saying that even though he had this bad life your objective was to show that you know i'm still i'm still the man Mm so so your objective was was very clear to your audience so great job excellent job all right um yeah i I thought you i thought you did well i feel like your objective was clear that you wanted to perform and, um, and you justifying the script, you, you you created that backstory. you figured out what the obstacle was that he needed to overcome and that his obstacle was his past. I need to overcome you know where I came from to prove that I am, you know opposite of what they think of me. So excellent job, season. Excellent job. All right, Mom and bail, are you guys ready? Yeah. Okay, so Caesar, let it. Let's turn our cameras off uh, so that it's just those two showing, and you guys can begin.
3: Roosevelt.
4: Um, Vell is fine.
3: My God, you have.
4: Backup person.
3: Thank you for meeting with me.
4: What? Meeting with you? Is that all you can say?
3: I know what you're going to say.
4: Okay. Your mother abandons you, and the abandoner knows what I'm going to say.
3: I had to. That's
4: stupid. That That's just stupid to say. No mother has to abandon their kids. Why do you even want to talk to me? Why couldn't you just let us think you were dead? Hey. Don't change the subject. He's okay, thanks to Jackie Jones. Do you really care? He was my baby. Do you really care, B? You're crazy coming out here. What's your hidden S? What are you trying to get?
3: Yes, you don't know. I have always. Know what? Know what happened.
4: You know, I've thought about it. Then I remember that I was there. I had to deal with the tirades and his ultimate final crash, not you. Our lives would have been a disaster if not for Miss Jackie, but you didn't care. Most would have taken their kids with them. Where the hell did
3: you go? I can't make excuses, Bill. I have made many mistakes. I was just as screwed up as he was. What? Where the hell did you go? What do you mean? What are you saying? That doesn't even answer my question. I drank as much as he did. Do you, re- don't remember, do you? I did drugs, I did all the drugs. I couldn't handle anything. I needed help and Miss Jackie promised me that she would take you in. I needed to live. What kind
4: of a thing is that to say? Kids need to live. I don't remember drugs like that. I don't. I do remember my mother's face. I remember violence,
3: hitting, being, screaming. Leaving. Where did you go? Rehab, Jersey. Rehab, Baltimore. Oh. Rehab, Norfolk. Nor- eventually, made my way to Atlanta.
4: So you couldn't have went to rehab here with us.
3: I couldn't do that. I was on drugs, Vale. I was on drugs. Why didn't you contact us? You didn't even write
4: us, especially after he died.
3: I thought about it. Once I drove all the way up here, I got off on the exit 21 on the southern state. I was with somebody. I just wasn't ready. We pulled off the exit. Why? I couldn't do it. Plus, I saw Jay. He looked so much like his dad. He looked like he was doing the same thing. Same thing as his father.
4: Really? Why didn't you stop? Your motherly instincts didn't kick in? Why didn't you want to
3: nurture him? He didn't recognize me.
4: I don't recognize you. Who are you?
3: I wasn't ready. Letters were written. They didn't get mailed, though. Jackie did call me every year on your birthdays. She called me every after every big thing that happened. I saw your touchdown against <laughs> in Haven. I used to seal satellite cable. Sometimes I would talk in my conversations with Jackie. Most of the time, I would just listen. It seemed like a world on another planet.
4: I can't forgive you. I I never will. It it hurts too much. I I guess I didn't know. Guess I didn't know my own mother.
3: Who does? Mother's history are not something they share with their kids. Vail, I was 15 years old when you were born. My cousin had just moved to the North five years earlier. I loved everything about Lincoln compared to where I came from. I needed to get away from my father when we moved here. I just got a ticket and came. I just got a ticket and came.
4: You ran away.
3: Sounds weird, I guess. Sounds running from one crazy man to another.
4: It was a lot of running. I never met him, granddad.
1: And sing. Woo. Great job, guys.
0: Woo. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic.
1: All right, so Caesar, let's start with Corona. What do you feel her objectives were?
2: Well, I think her objective was to try to reconnect with uh, his son, try to, you know, get, get all that lost time coming back. Um, just sort of trying to justify, you know, her life, her storyline, and why things ended up the way they were, and try to get some sort of connection there that that was lost in her life.
1: Yeah, I feel that her objective was to to empathize with him and to help him understand her past and her decisions. Uh, so, Corona, what was your objective that you were playing?
3: I was I was trying to make him forgive me, um, to listen to me, to to. Seek to understand me. Yes,
1: very clear. That was very clear. Excellent job. Excellent job. All right, season. What do you feel Malachi's objective was?
2: Well, I, I think um, Malachi was trying to uh, with a uh, veil, was just trying to block out that noise. I think in a way at the start, at least, and I think over time it um it just uh just sort of shifted. You, um, I guess in a way, um, I'm trying to put this in the right way. Is this a yeah, I guess it's putting it aside, I guess. I like okay. That, that, I, that. I, felt,
1: I felt Malachi, your objective was to to hurt her and to make her feel the pain that, that you felt. Um so what what objective were you playing?
4: Well, my object, the objective I was playing was to basically um, show that it was her fault. I was putting everything on her, and I was really angry with. I was really angry with her because, you know, all this stuff is going on, and where are you? And now you're showing up now, so it's like anger that I'm throwing at her.
1: Okay, very good. That was uh, that was clear. That was clear. Um, do you guys have any feedback for each other? Being being same partners.
3: Um, I think he did a very good job at conveying that hurt, um, that, that resentment, like, why now? What, where have you been? Um, he was, he was still communicating as the hurt little boy, even though in his mind he grew up, he was still that hurt little boy who I abandoned. And he definitely communicated that.
1: Excellent.
4: And I felt, and I feel that she did the same with the mother. She was able to communicate that, um, that, hey, I'm here now and I want you to forgive me. And I want you to um, I want you to understand where where I was. So I felt like, you know, she really portrayed that like really well.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Great job. Give give yourselves a hand, everybody. I'm very proud of you guys. Um, so leading out of this, um, just remember, you know, a good actor is one who is believable and tells the best possible story while serving the script. Uh, remember, find that conflict, discover those objectives, build your story, listen, and justify. And uh, those are the five things i want to leave you with. I thank you guys for your time and for uh, receiving me and listening to me this morning. Uh, if you don't, you can follow me on instagram uh, at the cornelius underscore j and the spelling of my name is right there c o r n. E-L-I-U-S. You can find me on at Instagram at, at the Cornelius underscore J. And I'll follow you back. I'm a, I'm a nice person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's um, all give it up I for Cornelius. I
1: appreciate you guys. I hope this was helpful. I hope you learned something, received something, and that you leave out of here better than you came in.
0: Let's give it up for Cornelius. This is awesome. Woo! Cornelius, we hope you can do this again for us. Um, there will be, um, we will be, doing something like this in December where we'll be talking about writing. And, you know, for those of you who aspire to be a writer, Cornelius is one. And for those who are out there as an audience who wish to be one, uh, a writer, please join us on that one as well. We thank you from the Creativity Cocktail, the Rising Tides Charity. Our goal is to help you out there really find your creative spirit. Every single one of us is going through something. And we know that being creative allows us to express that and to make sure that the world shares and sees our spirit. So I thank Malachi, thank Caesar, thank Corona, Corana, and Cornelius. You guys are amazing human beings. You are phenomenal. We love you. We love you. We love you all. Those of you out there who are listening to us, please make sure you subscribe so you can see more of this dope fire, fantastic stuff that's going on from the creativity cocktail. We thank you all and we appreciate it. Take care.